0: You're listening to Shooting Hoops with your hosts, Dia Miller and Adam Drexler.
1: Welcome back to Shooting Hoops, a podcast about basketball and the Portland Trail Blazers. I'm your host, Dia Miller. I'm here with Adam Drexler, my co-host. Adam, this is episode eight. We're we're pushing through, we're making our way through these episodes.
2: Going yeah, and thanks holidays. for everyone who's uh who's been been listening in with us and 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 has stuck in there for all these eight episodes. So yeah. we appreciate you.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and you know, like we've said before, we're kind of figuring out our groove and finding our consistency. This stuff takes a little while to kind of iron out. So especially these early episodes before we really have it together, (laughs) we really appreciate you being here anyway. Um, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on YouTube. We're still trying to, you know, do some fun things with YouTube um as we go we're doing it live so if you if you're watching it this youtube video it's not edited we are actually throwing things in there as we go which is a whole new skill that i haven't quite perfected <laughs> but we're we're doing our best here um so if you are listening on podcast platforms uh we're trying to paint the best picture we can we're trying to get these up quick so that they're you know they still make sense once they air uh our our goal is to do that as quick as possible so Make sure you're subscribed, you know, you're following all that stuff that I tell you to do every week if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> there has to come a point where I don't say that anymore, right? Like where we just assume people know. <laughs> so, I'm Adam, good. how are you? It's, it's, I'm it's good. Another yeah, it's week. A,
2: it's a, there's a storm happening right now. Um, oh, but the podcast must go on. So, <laughs> we're weathering that and um
1: literally. You know,
2: Christmas is coming up so I'm excited about that. Are you excited for Christmas?
1: Yeah, I was actually before we started this I was actually upstairs wrapping all my kids' presents. I hate wrapping Christmas presents. Like it, I like to buy the presents. I like to watch the kids unwrap the presents. I hate wrap. Do you wrap presents or do you just like chuck uh, my bag?
2: I'm like a I'm like I put it in a bag and I put like the paper the
1: tissue paper over the
2: bag. Like colored paper. I'm not yeah yeah you know, I try You're my like best, fancy I know my, I know my skills. I know my
1: <laughs> you know your limitations. I know yeah <laughs> I if I didn't have little kids that's how I would wrap all my presents or like one year my dad got these like cloth bags with drawstrings. And they're reusable. And I was like, this is brilliant. But my kids like the act of ripping off the paper. So
2: yeah. I, I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with them. I, I do. Is I just mean, better.
1: yeah, it's it there's something satisfying about that. Ripping it off and throwing it on the floor and you know, do you throw your paper on the floor? Do you guys have like a I, bag? I or like you put it in it
2: like a pile and then an, like a
1: neat, a neat pile.
2: Yeah, but like I, I'm weird about it. Like the, sometimes the pattern or design is so cool. I try my best not to like <laughs> just tear it to shreds. I try to like delicately open it. Is it okay. going to use it again? I don't know. Right,
1: right. Okay. So, in all fairness, my mom will save. She has, we were laughing about this because she has boxes like like um that you put like clothing in to before you wrap them. I just wrap the clothing straight up. I don't put it in a box. I'm not fancy like that. But my mom puts it in a box. And I swear to you, we've had those boxes since I was a kid. So she saves them every year. As, as soon as you open one of the boxes, like, don't throw the box in the pile. <laughs> so getting fancy over here so christmas this week it's uh it's coming up coming up um but we also have basketball and that's i mean really probably most people don't care what we do about wrapping paper <laughs> they'd rather hear about the, the true christmas gift <laughs> <laughs> oh man so blazers are currently seventh in the west um not as bad as it could be we've had a couple losses here and we've had a couple losses to teams that we really should have beat um yeah. So, it could be worse. 7th isn't bad. It's not a bad place to be sitting at this point in the season. Again, I remind you all, we had a rough schedule going in. It's going to get easier. We're going to get more wins. Um yeah, and,
2: and it's a close 7th. It's not a far-away yeah. 7th. The, the the West is pretty tight right now, it so really is. to be it really right is. there in the middle of the pack is great.
1: Yeah, it really yeah, you're exactly right. I think that's a solid point. Uh we're 17 and 15 so we are over 500 which is always a good thing if we can stay above 500 that's an accomplishment we've made playoffs many years where we have not been above 500 so uh, staying in that in that spot is is not a bad thing um so we've got this i'm if you're watching on youtube you can see the the games that we've played i say we like i'm part of this team but the the games that the blazers have played uh since we last talked so i will i'm going to go ahead and read them in case you're listening we played the spur and 128 to 112 then the mavericks beat us 110 to 130 then we beat the rockets 107 to 95 uh, which was a big game dame oh no it wasn't that game it was the next was the game, next game yeah. i was hoping it was going to be the rockets game yeah. because i was that secretly kind. Awesome. well i was kind of hoping you guys would get to go to that and and then he would do it and your dad could be there and that would be a really cool thing but
2: yeah, I-, I think my father <laughs> did call uh chauncey and dame before the game in houston and he was like okay well are you going to the game are you um gonna do anything because me and my father watched it together actually yeah and the phone call i don't know everything about it but apparently he told me that you know chauncey and and dame asked him you know we'd like for you to be there if possible and the dame was kind of like saying like i'd probably not gonna break it tonight right and i think he needed like 47 points or something like that yeah it would have been
1: it would have been a huge you yeah, would have and, had to have quite a night to break that.
2: yeah there's a lot a lot of season left to go and yeah. um that would have been really cool to see but um my my father also didn't kind of want to take the attention away from Dame when right. he wanted it to be his moment so I'm Which I really
1: appreciate and respect. I think that that's, um, I think that that's, you know, there's always going to be those comparisons and we're going to do it. We're going to do it on this podcast. There's always going to be those comparisons, but you're right. At the end of the day, this is a huge accomplishment for Dame. And I think um, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're going to get there. Okay. So trailblazers rockets, trailblazers win 107 to 95. Dame does not break the record that game. But then the next game trailblazers, thunder 121 to 123, Uh, Thunder win on a buzzer beater, the thunder win, but Dame does score his, his record breaking point. We'll get to that later. Um, and then a a final, I screenshot this yesterday. So it says today, but it was actually yesterday. If you're watching this anyway, uh, trailblazers, thunder 98 to one Oh one, the thunder beat us again, beat the blazers again. Mm. Um, which I was, I don't think anybody was thrilled about except for obviously the thunder. Um, but it was, it was, it was close. It was a, it was a close game. Um, you yeah. can't be mad at that. So yeah, They're lots close. going on.
2: Yeah. Definitely a team you don't want to lose to twice. Especially but, um, not in a row. <laughs> yeah. In, in the West, any team can try to eke out some wins. So um, I'm just, I'm just glad we're above 500. And I think if we play the thunder, if we play the thunder a third time, we, we win that game. So
1: yeah. I, I have no doubt that in a series we could take them. I think that it, it, you know, obviously we didn't in these. Sometimes I also think, like, there wasn't as much pressure. There's not as much pressure. Like, there's when there's pressure, this team is a team that when there's pressure, when, the, when a championship's on the line, when, a, a, you know, advancing to the next round is on the line, uh, they perform. But they're sitting comfortably right now. And so it, it's not quite as much pressure – we have this game. Um, so, I
2: don't know. Yeah, definitely. And I've seen, like, we've we won big games against, like, the Phoenix Suns. A lot of these teams. Yeah. and And hit big shots. I think yep. uh, whenever you're playing against a team that doesn't have, like, a bunch of superstars on it, it's kind of, like, lowers your, I guess, your your adrenaline or your excitement. And, you know, sometimes they, they can win. But, uh, yeah, we – I mean, we they were we were close. Now I'm saying we. Yeah, like <laughs> if only I hit that shot in the, in the second game.
1: Listen, you can say we a little more than I can. At least you've played with them. Your dad was on the team. Like you have a little bit more. I'm just like I am not connected to the team at all, and I'm over here like acting like I have some hand in all the games that we win
2: yeah for me I, I mean i was you know born into the blazers family right so you can i think you can say is, me and
1: it's legit it is <laughs> a, out
2: of habit but.
1: um but yeah it's it's we're not in a bad it's it's just gonna happen just everybody <laughs> yeah, just talk a lot this
2: part of the blazers now so it.
1: it's our it's team us. now <laughs> um so that, yeah, we're sitting in a good spot. It's, it's you know, I feel like we say this week after week um, because it is frustrating to watch the team lose, especially, I think, when we know that they can win. Um, it's frustrating to watch those losses. But let's talk about this. So big, big moment for Dame. Uh, Damian Lillard, this is an NBA tweet. Damian Lillard p- passes Clyde Drexler for the most points in Trailblazers franchise history. So uh, first... First OKC game, uh, the the record as it stood, your father's record, was 18,040 points, which is a heck of a lot of points. Oh, I was going to put this other graphic up there and I forgot. Um, but it, there's a really interesting graphic that we'll have to – maybe I can add it later on um, Twitter when we post this episode. Mm-hmm. But there's a really interesting graphic that breaks down the amount of points that were free throws, the amount of points that were – three pointers and the amount of points that were two point shots. And it's really interesting because, you know, in, in the day and age that your dad set that record, the three point shot was not very, not nearly as common. We talked about that on this podcast before, and he didn't take a lot of those. I've got this in front of me. And, and when your dad set the record of 18,040 points, uh, 3,798 of those were free throws for Dame, four thousand forty-seven were free throws, so that's pretty even. It's pretty close. Uh, for your dad, one thousand three hundred and ninety-two of those points, only one thousand three hundred and ninety-two of those points were from three-point shots. That's it. For Dame, six thousand six hundred and eighty-seven of those points were three-point shots, um, and then with your debt da- for your dad, twelve thousand eight hundred and fifty were two-pointers, and for Dame, seven thousand three hundred and fourteen were two pointers. So uh, Dame did this pretty fast. He did it in uh, a significantly lower amount of games, but he took a significantly higher amount of three-point shots, which yeah. is fair. It's le- it's legit. It's a fair record, yeah. but it's, it's just
2: interesting yeah, it's like to a me to compare those things. Yeah. It's a. I think it's a testament to kind of how the game has changed. Um, yeah. When my father played, obviously the three-point shot was considered a, a bad shot. So for him, he didn't shoot very many until I think midway through his career, where he started shooting threes. And actually, I think when he was with the Rockets, he actually made the three-point contest. Oddly enough, I think that's something that a lot of people don't remember him for. Is that you know we always say he's Clyde the Glide, not for his three-shooting ability, but for dunking. But (laughs) um, even he adapted kind of towards the end of his career, where threes became more more of a regular part of an offense. Yeah. And and Dame take f- takes full advantage of that. And also when you're in an era where, you know, you have more space offensively, you know, guys can't really put a lot of contact on you. I think having the skills to shoot that shot is amazing. And, and Dame does it yeah. night in and night out. So, yeah, it's really fun to watch. And yeah. not only that, I, I think that's really cool when you compare those numbers like um, it
1: is. It's interesting.
2: Yeah, it just like two different eras, and, and it's very interesting. I want to see the graphic where it's like dunks. How many of those points are dunks?
1: Yeah, that would That's be interesting. Because Dame doesn't d- – he does it. He, he does d- it. He, he does it, which can. is wild when you think about it because he's not tall. Dame is, I think, 6'2". Mm. Yeah, 6'2", 6'3". Like
2: yeah. yeah, and
1: so he's – like when you watch that man dunk, he is flying. Like he's yeah. so far off the ground. It's not just a little hop. <laughs> like,
2: he's yeah, dying. and he's had some posters. He's dunked on quite yeah. a few people. And then, yeah. You know, Stuff that gets you up out of your seat. So, I mean, game the glide.
1: Hey. Um, but it's, it's – it, he really has established this whole other – you know Dame, there, there's there's a reason they coin the term Dame time. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of that is is the clutch shots, but also like Logo Lillard. I've heard that a lot. You know, he this yeah. man shoots from half court. Like he he has carved out his own like spot in the NBA there are not very many people who can do consistently what he does consistently Steph Curry obviously those comparisons get made a lot but but he's really doing something that that is very unique to his game and so yes he has a significantly he has significantly more three-point shots but that is his game and that makes sense for him and And that's
2: yeah, that's what makes him special. I mean, yeah. if it was easy, everyone would do it. Right. I mean, right. Right. Uh, shoot, I mean, like for me, as as a professional, shooting from that far away is not something that everyone can do. No, um, it's something you you're just gifted with, and something you have to put a lot of hours in. And watching him do that on a regular basis. Um, where a lot of players, if they shoot that, are getting tossed out of the game, <laughs> benched, so. The amount,
1: the amount of times that, like, you would watch him. I remember watching him a, a couple years ago, and he was just kind of flirting with that half court line with that logo, and he'd get back a little farther and back a little farther, and you could see Stotts just almost kind of like, well, whatever, he's gonna shoot <laughs> the shot, like, and it's, you know, you hear people talk about how it's a bad shot and whatnot. Um, you, you hear that from time to time. I've heard people say things like that. And I, you said I, a couple episodes ago, you said something about your dad, how he said any shot that goes in or that any shot you make. Yeah. Shot. And I've always said that. I've always said, like, it's not a bad shot if you make it. And Dave makes them enough that it's not a bad shot when he takes yeah. it anymore.
2: Anything that goes in. I mean, if you put points on the board, <laughs> that's right. the good shot. Of the game. Good so, shot. Yeah. So
1: this it i don't know about you but when i watched this game it was like first of all i have a bone to pick because i watch a lot of these games at buffalo wild wings i like to go i like the atmosphere i like going and sitting and i live in la so it's kind of fun to be like the weirdo rooting for the blazers um but i watch a lot of these games and i went to watch buffalo wild wings they put me in this little corner because it was on monday night during monday night football and the rams were playing and who cares about the rams and they were cheering I mean, these people were cheering for football like they had scored 47 points. I looked at the scoreboard and it was like three to six. And they'd been cheering like they'd scored 5 million points. I'm like, you guys are missing out with basketball over here. This is way more yeah. exciting. Um, so I went to watch this game and I got to tell you, it felt like an eternity. Every, every time he got the ball, it was like, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. I was just waiting and waiting for him to rack up those points. And he took his sweet time through that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was the, was it the fourth quarter that he finally made it? I believe so. And it was on a free throw, which is kind of poetic i guess the fact that Le- he finally gets a free uh, a foul call and makes this point so i'm gonna play if you are watching on um if you're watching on youtube we've got it here and if you're listening you'll get to hear the audio so here,
0: here is lillard for the record and he knocks it down congratulations to damian lillard Knocking it down from the line, 21 points. And he has now moved past Clyde Drexler for the all-time scoring mark in Blazers history. All
1: right. So I gotta know, Adam. I gotta know. When you're you said you watched this game with your dad, what what was the reaction like for you guys watching this happen? Because this it's it it's gotta be a little like there's gotta be a part of you that's kind of I mean, obviously I'm I'm not doubting that you guys are both happy for him and whatever, but there's it's gotta be kind of a bittersweet feeling.
2: Um uh, yeah, like obviously, you know, me being my father's son, I want to see his records stay up forever.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> um, but I mean, in terms of my father's career and what he's accomplished, like there's so many records that are just, you know, bigger and better that that more define his career. Uh obviously, you know, leaving score of a franchise is a big deal. Yeah. And I think that's something that that is a testament to those players back then that it's taken, you know, such a long time for those records to be broken even though they've yeah. been out of the league like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like last time he played was was before I was born. <laughs> I right. yeah. never gotten to see him play, but he still holds the scoring record and didn't take any threes. So the fact that that record has managed to stay up for that long yeah, And, you know, a player like LeBron has had to play this long and be great for that long in order to try to break it. Yeah. Kind of is a testament to to these players. And uh, it's also a testament to the players that are breaking those records, that they've been able yeah. to kind of break out of the pack. Like Damian Lillard is is someone who's – he had to stick with the franchise, first of all, which is difficult in today's NBA where yeah, it each, is. you know, player is, is, has the potential to leave every season. So. Yeah. Um, it's a testament to him and how he stayed with the team and been able to maintain a level of excellence. So me and my father watching, were just happy for him. Obviously, we, as as basketball players ourselves, we understand that, you know, this game is something that that people are very prideful about. It's very, you know, it's competitive and, and you love to see that people are, you're doing it for the love of the game. I mean, Dame could have just been like, all right, I don't need to, you know, go crazy or I can just like coast by with this and break it, you know, little by little. But no, he put on a show like he does every night. And that's a testament to his legacy. So, I mean, you can do nothing but clap for somebody like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a wild thing because it, one of the things that I keep thinking about is the fact that Every single time Damian Lillard scores in a Trailblazers jersey from here on out, not every game, every single time that man scores, he's going to break his own record. Every yeah. single time. <laughs> That's wild. And I mm-hmm. think, um, you know, I'm sure that was true for your dad, too. He didn't score one point above and then quit. Um, <laughs> but but there's also this is also a really interesting I want I thought this was worth. Um, noting this, it comes from Nate Jones, Jones on the NBA on Twitter. He says today, Damien, this was uh, tweeted before Dame actually broke the record, but he said today, Dame Damien Lillard will likely become the Blazers all time leading scorer. Huge deal in the era we play in for a superstar to stay in a small market long enough to accomplish something like this in an era of movement. It will be a record that is very unlikely to be broken. Um, Which I think is just a really, really good point that, that, you know, I mean, your dad's held that record for a long time. And when he was on our podcast before, we talked about the fact that, you know, had Brandon Roy stayed, he Mm -hmm. might have broken it. Had LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge, I believe, is the third. He's um, he's he's somewhere around there yeah i think he's i've got it here yeah he's third so it's dame now your dad and then lamarcus aldridge was at twelve thousand five hundred and sixty-two, mm-hmm. and and so so he's i mean this record is far and above like yeah. the, the next person in line or it was until you know dame dame did that but um it, it's it's there are people who could have done it if they'd stayed long enough but a big part of of this accomplishment to me is the fact that Dame has committed to being with a team as, and your dad was really a franchise player. I know that he left at the end of his career and there are people who who were bitter, me (laughs) as a seven year old, um, who were a little bitter about that, but they like, he was a franchise player. He still is, is talked about as, you know, often the greatest blazer who ever blazed. Um, and, and I think that I think, it's a cheesy jokes. Um, but I think that, you know, to have somebody like Dame come in and stay mm. long enough to break that record, especially in the era that we're watching now, where players mm. really switch from team to team often. Yeah. They don't stay long enough to break records like this. Yeah, game.
2: exactly. I think that to me is like that tweet kind of summarizes me. To me, the more impactful statement about him breaking this record is that in today's NBA, players are given the ability to – you know kind of pick and choose where they want to end up but also at the same time teams have changed that the way the way they operate um before it was it was kind of like a team had somebody and they kind of stuck with them and the fans kind of just were gravitating towards that one player yeah that was their franchise player nowadays teams will trade the entire roster away and try to get some draft picks or or do whatever so i think it's it's loyalty, not only on Damian Lillard's part, which is yeah. always a weird topic as a player, but it's also loyalty as a franchise. a
1: franchise, because
2: yeah. I mean, any franchise in the NBA, it's very common for them to try to trade pieces and try to, you know, revamp their roster or or take a different look. And Damian Lillard's been there, through yeah. some great teams, through some not so great teams, um, so. Yeah, props right. to the Portland Trailblazers for being loyal to him, first of all, which I think most yeah. fans in the NBA should be aware of whenever they talk about player loyalty. Yeah, I think teams need to be loyal to the players. I mean, that's
1: a That's a point we don't talk about very yeah. often. Like, we often hear this narrative about players being loyal or not loyal or skipping around or whatever, but you're right. We don't hear the narrative as often about the fact that teams have some control over that. And obviously especially now in the culture of the nba if a player pushes to leave i think a lot of times teams try to uh, like allow that and work with them Mm. but they don't always like we saw that happen over the summer with kd who who asked out and they were just like nope uh (laughs) you know same thing happened with kobe kobe tried to leave the lakers and the lakers were like uh -uh, not not letting that happen um but you also see it where guys get traded and they have no say they would have rather stayed. And the franchise is like, we're done. We're, we're moving in a different direction. And I think that, I mean, I, your dad talked a little bit about that, where he really wanted to stay with the Blazers, but they started to break apart the team. Yeah. And so sometimes those decisions are kind of taken out of their hands. And I, I don't think we hear that side of it as often. This yeah. really is a relationship and a two way partnership it's not yeah, just dame and it's sure. not just the team it's both so
2: and i think like for the team it's an organization so you can't whenever something like that happens you can't just go point at one guy and be like right. you you right. did it. it's kind of the team moving towards something and whereas the player is, is a person that you you know it's easy you follow and you see yeah. this person playing night in and night out so it's very easy to assume that they're disloyal or or be mad when they choose to leave, whereas if an organization chooses to to go a different way, a lot of people are right. not mad about that. But I'm, I think you have to have kind of just a, a respect for players because uh, everyone wants to win, even my right. father. Like to me, I'm like, if I'm in his shoes, I'm like, I love the Blazers. I'd love Portland. Like, why why would you ever leave? But to him, he's a competitor. He's not from Portland. And he, you know, grew up in Houston. Yeah. His, you know, one of his best friends, Hakeem plays there. Right. He's only got so much gas left in the tank. Why not try to win a championship if, you know, he's a competitor. So I I think you can't really blame people for for pursuing things like that because the NBA at the end of the day, it's, it's a, sport and something we enjoy but as entertainment but on the other side of it it is a business so yeah absolutely a little bit of both
1: And I think, you know, I didn't, I, you and I never really talked about this before because it wasn't happening while we were doing this podcast. But when all the stuff was happening, all the trade rumors around Dame and things like that, I, I've said over and over and over again, he's earned that right. Like he's earned the right. If he decided, you know what, I'm done. I want to go somewhere else. He's earned that right. And I think, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I tend to think anybody should, you know, when you're talking about something like this. With with players, this is not just their team. This is the city they live in. This is where their families are. Their friends are. This is where this is. All these things combined, you know, go into obviously those decisions um, as well as the, the team that they're playing with, the coaching staff, the facility, everything. I'm sure it all plays a role. Um, and I think that players should obviously have some control over that in 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 their lives. But I think especially for a player like Dame, if if tomorrow he said, you know what, I'm done, I'm out. Which for the record, for anyone who's listening, <laughs> we're not implying that that's what's happening or even beginning that narrative. But I am mm-hmm. saying because we're kind of talking about this, you know, that there's there's a sense in which like. He should be able to, and fans should be like, you know what? You've given us good time. We appreciated the time you were here. We're slightly bitter because we're going to miss you in a in a Trailblazers uniform, but we're going to root for you. We're yeah,
2: I think he's he's a, people forget, he's a cultural centerpiece of Portland. Um, yeah. You know, thousands of people flock to the Moda Center to see this man play yeah. on a nightly yeah. basis, and, you know, when you hold franchise records, you can kind of, you know, you've done a lot for the city and yeah. the team, so... I don't think anyone could be mad if he wanted to go and try to spend his last few years in the NBA pursuing a ring, which yeah. is the last thing left for him to do. That so, being
1: said, I don't I hope think he do that.
2: <laughs> right. I hope he doesn't Portland. That
1: right. being said, we're yeah. not trying to start that narrative, guys. We're not. Oh, um, not at all.
2: No. And, I, I don't let it, him go. <laughs> no,
1: and it's funny too, because there was actually an article that came out um, earlier this week. I think it was this week. Oh shoot, I just lost it. There was an article that came out on uh in Dime Magazine, which is an up Uprocks. If you're familiar with Uprocks, um, it came out through their basketball outlet, Dime Magazine. And uh it was the Lakers trade rumors, you know, that there's all this stuff circulating about the Lakers, and a headline came out that the Lakers would like to trade for Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, or Bradley Beal. And <laughs> The response was, there was this article that was written and you can find, I've tweeted it. If you go to my profile, you can find it, but I want to read this one part. The, the author says, I mean, come on now, stop it, Lakers. Of course you would be interested in any of those three superstars for Russell Westbrook and two first round picks. I'm interested in trading my 2014 Jeep Compass in for a Maserati, but I don't go around telling people that because they'll just laugh at me. And I have some semblance of self-awareness to not even float my pie in the sky scenario. But here's the best part. <laughs> he says... At least we'll get the 100th interview in which Damian Lillard explains why he doesn't want to leave Portland because of this. (laughs) So even like people outside the franchise are so tired of that. Um, But it's, yeah, I think think they've moved on. I think people have adjusted to the fact that that he's staying. And that's, so that's not what we're trying to start here. People
2: act like other franchises are just like so ready to give up their star player. (laughs) That's not how it works.
1: No. Well, and it's actually interesting. I want to come back to what we were just talking about, but this is kind of flowing with this. Um, It's interesting because there was a question that was asked um, of Dame after the Oklahoma game about SGA. Um, because SGA is kind of in a similar situation where Dame has been, where he's really, really playing well. Um, he's somebody that pe- a lot of teams would be interested in, but he's in this small market team that's not really making waves at this point, And they don't really have the people to do that with. And so I think he's developing this kind of similar narrative. And so um, somebody asked Dame what he thought, what his advice would be. So we're going to play that clip real quick here. On the record, and I want to ask you about something pertaining to Shea. You now throughout your career, there's been a lot of questions like
2: the tag free dame and people trying to get you out of there. But I'm asking that as it pertains to Shea because there has been a lot of the same external pressure. What type of advice would you have for him?
0: I mean, people have said it to me and I, in my career, I've won a lot of games. You know, the, what I haven't done is won the championship, but we've won, you know, since I've been here every year, we've won a lot of games. and um you know my advice would be he's in a situation where he's playing free you know they believe in him uh he's got a a group of guys that understands that um you know he's the leader he's the guy and um in the position he's in his career is is in a great position you know he's off to a a great start and um he's coming into his own with that and you know i would say the grass is is not always greener on the other side you never know what it's going to look like or um you know how the next team might view you, you know, especially when you've had some injuries like he's had. you just don't know um, and also the I would tell him that a lot of these people that are saying free him and all of these things or whatever they not they are not the people that's gonna have to live with the consequences if it doesn't work out, and they're not gonna have to to ever walk in his shoes, so it's very easy for people to say those types of things when they also know that they won't ever be held responsible or they won't ever be affected by it. So, um, that would be my advice to him.
1: So it's a really interesting, you know, conversation there. And, um, to that, I wanted to also add this. Um, this was also tweeted by we, uh, oops, here we go. I, 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 I use a lot of Nate Jones's tweets. Nate Jones, I believe is Dame's agent. um, And, or he's somebody that's, I need to find out. I think it's his agent. Um, But he said, he, he retweeted this video and he said, seeing a lot of how would he know responses to this, which I also saw a lot of like, how would Dame know? He's only been at one team. He doesn't know what it's like to go to another team. Um, And Nate says he has eyes, (laughs) talks to a lot of faces and franchise that have moved that have moved on. It's worked out for a few guys, but many wish they would have stayed in place in the place. They built their name. Therefore the grass is not always greener. Um, So it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic. It's an interesting yeah. topic. And for he, sure. he brings
2: up great points. Um, A lot of things people really don't think about as fans. Like uh, I know, like I have been a victim of it too, where I've been like daydreaming. Oh, wouldn't it be really cool to have this star player join our team or have this player join. And, um that's kind of not how basketball works like you can't just throw a bunch of no
1: it's not yeah
2: <laughs> yeah I, I wish it was like voltron where you just connect right. players and they just get better but sometimes it's team dynamic sometimes you need yeah. role players to to highlight star players look at the then,
1: lakers
2: yeah look at the lakers i think what russell westbrook is a prime example of kind of what damian lillard's talking about where yeah sometimes the grass is not always greener on the other side and like ru- the, ru- the fans don't have to live with the consequences um Obviously, when the Lakers first thought about this, they're like, oh, we're getting a superstar, Uh, you know, Mr. Triple Double, Russell Westbrook. And I think the weirdest part about it is that that Russ has always played the way he plays. He didn't really change anything. It's just people demonize him for it. But you look at the year before. Yeah, he he like he went to Washington and made the playoffs. By the way, Washington has had their franchise player, Bradley Beal, who's played there for about 10 years. And they've never had a problem with bradley beal russell westbrook came in and made the playoffs for them and they had a problem with him so yeah i think in that case uh, whereas okc worshiped the ground he walked on right yeah yeah, it's just kind of they a they weird... still
1: do if you talk yeah. to <laughs> okc fans they still think russell westbrook is the greatest thing that ever existed um mm-hmm. so i yeah i mean i wonder sometimes i often wonder what would have happened if he had stayed yeah. Um, and I, I say all the time, cause people are like, well, what do we do with him now? Like, where does he go? Where, what, what happens mm-hmm. now? And I keep saying, I honestly think that he needs to go back and finish his career in OKC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just
2: I, really go where, wherever you're wanted or, or wherever you can yeah. be free. And that's with the NBA, I think players, they get into a situation and people tell them, oh, go pursue, you know, the bigger, better team. But right. sometimes the situation is just right. And that's what works for you. And I think Damian yeah. Lillard with Portland, that works for him. He yeah. knows his role. He knows what he can deliver on a nightly basis. And he knows that the, the team has got his back no matter what, and the city. So yeah. Yeah. Well, who wants to leave that?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, not me. I wouldn't. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about that a little bit because there's this kind of interesting conversation that I think is worth having. And and I will be the first to say that like I hate... The comparison game. I always like uh, people because anytime I do a podcast or an interview or anything like that, people will ask me things like, "Well, how do these two players compare? Who's the greatest trailblazer? Or who's whatever?" And I hate those conversations. I remember when all the narrative was going on about Dame and Steph and all the comparisons. Well, which is better? Well, which is this? And it's like you know, I I, I really like. Damian Lillard. I also really like Steph Curry, both of them. I really enjoy watching them and I really enjoy their game and I don't want to compare them. Same thing with Michael Jordan and LeBron. I don't want to make that. I don't want to have that argument. Like they can both be great players. They can both be essentially the best in a lot of aspects. Like I don't like these conversations. So this is not a conversation of Who's the greatest trailblazer who ever was? We're not going to do that, um, but I do think it's worth having a conversation of what's what's the definition or the criteria of an all time great trailblazer because we've had yeah. a lot that get mentioned.
2: Yeah, if only the rest of the world shared your viewpoint on that, <laughs> <laughs> it would save save us a lot of wasted time watching sports shows debate this
1: it would also it would also ruin a lot of networks
2: it, yeah it, it, we have nothing to talk about it, <laughs> we just it's feel a like weird All right, so the weather
1: right it's a weird dynamic <laughs> it's snowing where this team is playing today. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird dynamic be or like a weird um combination because i'm I'm incredibly competitive and yeah. I think a lot of times people who watch sports watch sports because they want their team to win and so there's always this ongoing well we got to talk about who's the best we got to have who's the best it's like this Mm -hmm. all this always this competition and i get it i get it because we're talking about sports we're talking about we're literally talking about competition so i get it and everybody enjoys it differently and and there's nothing wrong with having those conversations i you know like we just said like those fuel the majority of sports media if we weren't having those debates sports media wouldn't exist yeah or Um, or
2: the locker rooms wouldn't exist because that's about all we talk about in the locker room being a player myself (laughs) we just sit there and debate players all day
1: yeah yeah so I know it happens I think when we started this podcast um, one of the things that I really aimed for was I wanted it to be something that was easy to listen to, I wanted people of all levels of basketball knowledge to be able to sit down and listen to it and and understand what was being said, and I wanted it to be fun because it it sometimes gets old listening to people just bag on how the team's doing or what's going on here or what's going on there, and so I think a lot of it was just like I don't want to I don't want to do that like I really want to enjoy these conversations. And I think that was one of the reasons that, you know, you were so great for this, too, because I think you tend to I, I mean, we'll have those debates. Yeah, sure. I
2: don't like to compare either. I, yeah. I'm of a similar mind. Um, yeah. I think the easiest way to do it is, is to let the viewer kind of or, or the listener kind of decide for themselves and, and yeah. kind of just break down what exactly would be the criteria for yeah. somebody like that. So I think whenever you're breaking down a franchise, uh and that franchise is best player ever of all time you have to like think about it in terms of category so let's just take uh winning you know how far into the playoffs have you gotten how far have you taken the team right you know at what point did you take that team to to where it is and then also you you obviously look at the 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 records that's one thing that's important it ties into it
1: yeah
2: um but then you also you look at the time that they were with the team um yeah. so with the blazers you have you know quite a few candidates
1: yeah um, for sure
2: like uh you got um bill you know, my walton. father yeah bill walton is ob- often regarded as as the the one or the two in terms of best blazer ever because he did win a championship
1: yeah yep well and, and i think yeah. i think part of this conversation too is often who you grew up watching because Mm -hmm. i never talk about bill walton as being the greatest trailblazer even though obviously he was one of them because of of his accomplishments he accomplished things that nobody else did well Mm -hmm. people on that team but no other star player accomplished on this team Mm -hmm. um so you have to have him in that conversation but i didn't watch him i didn't grow up watching him play I grew up watching Clyde and so to me that the nostalgia was there you know I watched him be great and so for me in that conversation you could never convince me that anybody else was better than Clyde because that's who I grew up watching and I think you can a lot of times when people are having this conversation you can kind of tell a little bit what like their age (laughs) because you can tell who they're talking about in this conversation you know are they talking about Bill Walton? Are they talking about Brandon Roy? Are they talking about LaMarcus Aldridge? Who are they talking about? Um, and I think that that plays to it because I also think that regardless of how competitive you are, regardless of how much you want to win, um, nostalgia, and the, the team that you fell in love with, regardless of when that was – if that was when you were a kid, if it was when you were an adult, mm-hmm. that's going to impact how you view players as well, yeah, I think.
2: Yeah, definitely. And in my case, like, I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, grown up, you know, <laughs> with a Hall of Fame dad, but also grown up watching Damian Lillard play. Right. So I kind of got the best of both worlds and also yeah. got, got to meet Bill Walton. Um, right, so, right. Um, and, and a father that, you know, all he does is, is spout praise about some of these other players that, you know, my generation didn't get to grow up watching. So, right. Because um, he
1: probably did. He probably yeah, like
2: for, yeah, definitely. And my father is one of those people, like a lot of people from his era that played, you know, they don't think of LeBron or Jordan as the right. best player ever play. They think of, right. you know, Wilt and and Kareem right. and guys like right. that. So yeah. uh, it's just a totally different perspective. And I think, for me, I'm, I'm of the mind that like, okay, we can't. Re- There's no one's ever gonna just be able to sit there and like, for sure, no debate. This person's the best right. ever. But I think, like, my father, Damian Lillard, and Bill Walton are obviously some of the best Blazers ever. Now, Damian Lillard, on on the other hand, has more career left to go. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I think yeah, if he goes and wins a championship with the Blazers. Leads then the team to a championship, then yeah, yeah I, I would safely say yes. Okay, right. the best Blazer. but he's for now, done the all the rest. Things. Yeah, it, the rest is unwritten right now, so we we kind of got to see. And then who knows in the future, there might be someone else that comes in and and you know breaks a scoring record or breaks, yeah, wins yeah. a championship, and and then we'll have this debate again. Right, <laughs> you, the listener, right. will be on episode,
1: well, yeah. You yeah, know
2: five thousand, and <laughs> it'll be great.
1: Well, and I think, too, you know, there are also I think there are also people that you could put in this conversation as blazer greats who maybe aren't the greatest. But they are definitely part of the conversation, and those yeah. are the guys like Brandon Roy or Lamarcus Aldridge, um, mm-hmm. you know, the the guys that really had a successful careers there. Um, and I think, especially with guys like Brandon Roy, where his career was ended because of an injury, yeah. like you you think about the what ifs with that, like he could have gone and and you know.
2: Yeah, and he, he was my favorite player growing up. That was yeah. my favorite player, so. Yeah, um, it's one of those things where, yeah, to me, no one no one could convince me that anyone was better than Brandon Roy at the time. Right. Like that right. Was, I was on the like, <laughs> yeah. I loved watching him play. I modeled my game after him. So I think it, it really does come down to, like you said, who you watched. Yeah. But also having an appreciation for each of those players, which is yeah. it, they're an inc- That's an incredible feat to be one of the best yeah. ever at something. So.
1: Well, and I also think, too, like, you know, Bill Walton paved the way for Clyde and Mm. Clyde paved the way for, you know, Brandon Roy and Damian Lillard. And I think there's, there's, there's this, you know, there had to be someone before, like there had to be someone before. And I just, I think it's really cool that um, basketball is new enough and the NBA is new enough that these guys, at least for the Blazers franchise are still around. Um, Mm. a lot of them, I mean, there are obviously some are no longer with us, but a lot of, a lot of them are still around and you still get to kind of hear their perspective on things as these records Mm. get broken and, and things like that. And it's just, it's such a cool thing to get to witness. I got emotional like when he broke, which is, I mean, I cry at commercials, so it's really not a big deal, but like I was watching it and I, I started to get emotional because I'm sitting there thinking like. I was thinking about the fact that like I grew up watching your dad. I grew up watching Clyde and I that was that shaped and formed so much of my Blazers fandom and my basketball fandom and you know I, I largely am where I am and doing what I'm doing because of of him and and him being on the on that team. Um and I and I you know I watched him um beat that record and i watched him be that player and now as an adult i'm watching my and she wasn't with me at the time that this happened but i'm watching my daughter around the age that i was now watching Dame do it. And I'm watching her attached to Dame in the same way that I was attached to Clyde as a player. Like she loves, she told me the other day, she's like, mom, I just want to let you know that if Dame ever goes to another team, I'm not going to be a Trailblazer fan anymore. I'm going to have to be a fan of that team. And I was that kid when, when Clyde went to the Rockets. I was a Rockets fan for a few years, <laughs> much to my parents' demise. So I, I think that, you know, there's, there's this really cool thing about being, especially for people who have been fans since, you know, we were kids and now we're adults and we're watching our kids experience this and we're getting to see history be made. And, and how often does that happen with a team like where you have these things? I mean, I guess every team has records and they get broken and whatever, but a lot of teams, they have records and they stand for a long time because of what we talked about earlier with players moving around. So it really is so cool for us to get to, to witness this happening. Um, and just to, you know, what an honor it is to watch players like, or a player like Damian Lillard do what mm-hmm. he's doing in Portland. It's just really cool.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right. Well, is there anything else you want to add? It's This episode is heavily about Dame, but I think we kind of knew going into this that mm-hmm. that was going to be, <laughs> the the story tonight yeah. anything else you want to add
2: i think we covered it and and that you brought up some great points and i totally agree with it yeah um and, and the viewers can always decide like if you are a viewer and you yeah. disagree if that's okay too you're allowed to have yeah. i mean it's sports it's kind of what you make it it's entertainment and it's what you derive from it that that you enjoy yeah. about it so
1: and just because yeah. we don't want to debate it doesn't mean you can't.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, you, you can go I, I'm and always, debate all you want.
1: <laughs> and and tag us. Like I want to hear it. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm always curious to hear. You know the the things that people think. Um, about. Yeah, maybe about I'll start up a poll.
2: <laughs> Are you sure you either. want to touch that? Uh, just, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it, if it gets think- if it gets too hot. We'll we'll put it out. <laughs>
1: yeah for sure well adam i think this is really cool i always i always appreciate your insight and i always especially right now when we're talking about all this stuff that so directly impacts you and your family it's so it's it's such a privilege to week after week get to kind of hear your perspective of it that's such a different perspective than anybody else gets to to have so i always appreciate you being candid and open about that and and willing to talk about it makes it really really interesting so thanks (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm always welcome to share and, and for for anyone, you know, viewing or listening, I mean, uh me and Dia love talking basketball. So yeah, I mean just hit yeah. us up with any questions or anything. It's I we know
1: we got to get you more active on on Twitter because yeah. I, I think about that a lot. You 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 got to work yourself into debates. Just start jumping in. Just start Jump, jumping hey. in, Adam. Just throw yourself. That's how it works. That's how I end up in debates. Mm-hmm. I insert myself into other people's conversations constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll do that.
2: Maybe I'll, I'm just going to find should, like a whole bunch should. of Blazers polls and debates and just like you. throw my two cents in.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna start tagging you if you guys are on Twitter. Tag Adam. Uh, he he will definitely respond i i always it's always interesting to see you know the things you have to say i think again <laughs> you have a unique perspective so we got to drag him we got to drag him into twitter and get him <laughs> more involved on there because uh i i've heard his perspectives and they're interesting they're interesting okay so we have adam on twitter you can find him at drex glides and then the number 2 you can find me at deandra an um we tag us, whatever that we, like Adam said, it's always interesting conversation. And a lot of times we use stuff. I, you know, I'm always looking for tweets to use on the show. Um, and, and as conversation starters, so you can always tag us in things and we may end up using those. Um, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, the podcast feed, all that stuff. So you don't miss episodes um we try to put out videos and things to kind of let you know when they're posting but every now and then we don't so you don't want to miss them make sure you're you're subscribed we appreciate all your support as we get this you know up and running uh episode eight it's a wrap (laughs) we'll see y'all next time
0: you're listening to shooting hoops with your host dia miller and Adam Drexler.